If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, Pump. We never get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, another random <laughs> one. These I are mean, my favorite. We can't tell you for the first forty-two minutes you get to. <laughs> what did we talk about? The first 30, 40 minutes wow, we talked about waxing buttholes. We talked. Well, oh, we did. We talked about. I waxing. was working on my phone and I overheard yeah. you guys talking about mass women masturbating, and that's what made yeah. me. Oh, the double standard. Yeah, we talked about yeah. the double standard of masturbation. We talked about you talked about how you like to uh, shave your butthole yeah. and your friend who likes to wax. I mean, not exactly all... how I said that, but okay, something like that. <laughs> You'll find out in this episode. We talked about the missile warning uh, thing Holy that happened in Hawaii. Holy fuck, oh, man. Feel so bad for everybody in Hawaii. That was scary. We talked about Apple bringing $350 billion back over to the U.S. Right, And right, we did some, right. some awesome speculation there. Yeah. We talked about uh, the legalization um, movement for magic Recreational, mushrooms. Recreational? Oh. No, the legalization oh. movement for magic mushrooms. All oh, right, and yeah. weed. And yeah, cannabis. That's right. already happening. We got into know. Nestle too. We talked some talked some shit about Nestle a little bit. Sure, What's going on sure. with them? Yep, yep. How they bought a big organic company. Is that good or bad? Some people are angry. Evil motherfuckers. We yeah. gave a lot of uh, behind the scenes business stuff today too. We what was talking about our, podcasts. We've got a lot going on right Ooh, now yeah. for the, the business. We got a lot of traveling ahead of us, a lot of programs that are coming out right now. Yep. We've got a free program running on. That's what YouTube? we got into it really got into yeah. the workout the 30-day workout on youtube that we're giving away for free that's there right now if you go there uh to our channel but we talked about the programming that went into it why we put some of the stuff in there uh there's a lot of mobility work in there we talk about neat and how important that is um and tracking that versus just trying to do extra cardio so some cool motivational stuff uh in this episode and good information on those of you who are following the 30-day program or those of you who uh, just want to continue on your fitness journey. It is January, so people are you know tend to just get started in this in January. It's a great episode, and all of your entrepreneurs too. You got a lot of business stuff that out in this. Uh, this That's right. This conversation. That's right. Nuggets in there. That's Buckle right. up. Also, also, uh, this is going to be dropping in on Sunday, which is so Sunday. If you're listening to this or after, it is January. That means you still have time to get a free Mind Pump T-shirt. <sighs> Who doesn't want one of those? Mind these. T-shirts are made with 100% pure diamond. Whoa. Yes. These are diamond Scratchy. shirts. Just kidding. That would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, I want you imagine so- that? Yeah. Put on a diamond shirt. I think people like soft stuff. So. Yeah. No, it's 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 made out of soft material. I'm not quite sure. What is it? Cotton? Is it like a blend? It's like one of those like silky, you know, cottony. Is it llama fur yeah, from so the underbelly? Velvety. The underbelly of a llama. Incredibly Ooh, soft. The inside of like a rabbit ear. That's the fur that we get that fur and we made these shirts. Anyway, so yeah. you get a free t-shirt. <laughs> And if you enroll that in any of our weird direction. bundles, any of our MAPS bundles, now the best MAPS bundle, the one that is for the most serious of you, those of you who really say to yourselves, I want to get in shape, I don't want to fuck around anymore, do the MAPS Super Bundle. It's one year of exercise program. So what that means is you enroll in the Super Bundle and you have 2018 set up for you. You know what exercises to do, how many reps, the tempo, you have exercise video demos so you can go into the program you can watch justin adam or myself talking and demonstrating the exercises you have blueprints it's all phased what that means is every three to four weeks your workout focus changes every two to four months it's a completely new program so you never get bored it progresses you all the way through it's everything you need to get your body uh in the shape you want to get it to and it's a year's worth so it's a lot of information it's available 
at mindpumpmedia.com. Right really, now. I really want to change that to I'm not fucking around bundle. I uh, I never know the lyrics to songs. Really? Yeah, I think it's because I just listen to the- You just listen to that beat. To the beat. Bob in your head. Yeah, and then um, and then I realize that I don't know the lyrics. Then <laughs> you're like- Years later. Reciting some like, you know, socialist, you know, propaganda <laughs> or something. <laughs> Damn it! You got me again. How did they do that? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know the words. I'll be years later, like, oh, I love that song, and then I'll start to try to sing it, and I'll be like, uh, I don't know a single word. Yeah, you find out later. I don't even know was, the chorus. It was just about some creepy, rapey guy. Like, remember that song by the Police? Which one? I'll be watching you. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Do 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 do. It's like one of the best songs, but like that guy's a total creep. Yeah. Yeah, girls like it when you tell them that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll be watching you. Hey, I'll be watching you. You have a camera on your phone and your computer, right? That's cool, because I'll be oh, watching you. can't you see? <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> you belong Stop. to me. Stop. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> see, if you're saying it like that, it'd be obvious. <clears throat> you would know for sure. Like, this is uncomfortable, but yeah. he says it in such a... But yeah, he's all melodic and... Nice about it. Right. You can it's say like poetic. Any, you can say anything if you're melodic. Yeah. And nice. It's true. You know what I'm saying? That's a formula. It is. It is. It's a formula. There's a lot of songs like that, right? Where later on you listen, to, you you read the lyrics and you're like, oh shit, you're they're like, talking wow, about this person's terrible up. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is like that? Mm. Some songs are obvious. Remember I touched myself? Oh yeah. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know exactly what she's, she's talking about touching herself. Yeah. Because she says it. I'm listening to So many times in that. <laughs> How Do you remember when you first heard that when you were a kid? Yeah. <laughs> Such a big deal. I touched myself. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Girls like, wow, do it I can't too. Believe she said that. Yeah. Remember yeah. the first time you figured you found out girls masturbated? Mind blown. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, like what? That was it was crazy to me. Yeah. I was like, well, uh, why aren't we all just having sex then? Well, because you I don't know if it was like this for you, but like growing up with your friends, you would just say it. Like you're doing that on the weekend, like ah, I'll just be jacking it and whatever, yeah. you know. Like you would just throw it out there, like you're doing. And I wouldn't even that wasn't like the plan for real, but yeah. like you would just say it, like it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Know? But girls don't. But do girls that. don't do that. I don't think they do. Do they, girls do that do. to each other? It's like ah, I'm just DJing. You got a, a message. Bit. You got a message. Us. A little, yeah, let us know because I have no idea if girls tell each other. Yes, spinning that they masturbate, and maybe if they Adam woke up. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Oh, that, that masturbate con- that conversation perked my or piqued my interest because <laughs> yeah. ima- imagine I'm sure you got something to contribute to I know that. why I know why women don't talk about masturbating with each other I know exactly why why because God forbid a man hear that that is a dangerous oh, yeah. yeah you don't want to be a woman like the hounds have awakened yeah you don't want to be like uh, you know to your friend like oh yeah you know. it's like a bat signal yeah like tonight I think I'm just gonna go home and masturbate because guys be like what Tonight, I, I don't know. Man. I might they're in like coffee, like talking about it. Like every guy starts like. Yeah. Here's what I hate about uh, masturbation: not the actual act of it, because that's enjoyable. I this I hate the double standard. Mm. So let me explain what I mean. If you're a guy, like a double pumper. If you're a guy, and you're doing your thing, right? You're making love to yourself, whatever you want to call it, jacking off. You can't call it that. And <laughs> it's not I've never love. Called that. Yeah, yeah it's, I know. It's I'm not. Aggr- I never. Aggressive. I never. Yeah, I you're still. The, you're still <laughs> the only one I know that masturbates in front of a mirror. It's usually angry. Huh? You're still the only one I know that masturbates in front of a mirror. <laughs> hey, me and you are very similar, though. <laughs> we are similar. Uh, you look at a, You look at a picture of me. I look uh, at me. Uh, <laughs> we both look at the same thing. The only difference is Sal has two mirrors. He got one in the back. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's on that level. That's terrible. Yeah. 
So, no, listen to the double standard because you guys are going to totally understand what I'm talking about. Okay. If you're jerking off all on your own and fucking wife, girlfriend walks in on you, for sure they're kind of skeeved out. For sure they're like, what are you doing? Oh, oh my God. That's fucked up, man. Right. Because if we, roll, if we, if we switch that around, if you it's like Christmas if, if you yeah. like, if you come home one day and you like open the door and there's your girl yeah. like spread eagle like, with a vibrator ah. whatever for sure you're not gonna be like ew you're gonna be like oh like I, like I have a whole bag of groceries I'm like goosh yeah. like the milk explodes <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying so funny you guys decided to go in this inappropriate direction for the beginning of our episode here but yeah because we never do that yeah, I, know, last, I never do that last night Everett uh, comes home and he's talking to me and he's like hey man he's like uh you ever had your butthole waxed? And wow! I go. Uh, That's a roommate conversation. Wait, I said. Yeah. I said no, man. I've I've never had it waxed. I said I I have shaved it for a long time though, and take care of it, right? And he goes, sure. He's like, oh no, no, no. He's like, you got to get it waxed, dude. I've I've got this girl now. She waxes my butthole, man. It's you got to wax that whisker biscuit. Yeah, he's like, no, it's it's amazing. <laughs> And, this is killing me. And Katrina chimes. She, Katrina's there too, right? So we're all sitting there having this. You know, this was literally last night. We're having this butthole conversation, and wow, uh, she's like, "No, no, he's not into that. He gets anywhere near his butt. Uh, you know, he's super. It'll turn him off." And so I'm like, "Yeah, no. I'm, so it's not a big deal to me, dude. I like to keep it cleaned up and trimmed, but I'm not really big on the the waxing there. How was it for you though?" And he's like, "Oh no, it's it was fucking amazing, dude. It's so great. It feels so awesome." <laughs> Bro, you got to get in a weird. You got to get in some weird positions for that. Yeah, you got to like have that person like manually do that. Oh, first yeah, of all, like, first of all, how do you? Okay, so I understand you keep you you know take care of yourself and trim your butthole. Um, but how do you know you're doing a good job? You look at it in the mirror. Who me? Yeah, you. Just gotta kind of feel your way through it, huh? Yeah, I, it, <laughs> it, 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 it is a feel. It is a hack some weeds. I was gonna say because I I don't think I've ever seen mine. No. Oh, you haven't? No, I don't think I've ever It's hard to see anyway. Yeah. I've tried. I don't think I've ever, I've ever looked. Oh. I'm trying to think right yeah, now. I've you, tried. I can't see it. Oh, if you yeah. bend over in front of a mirror and spread your cheeks, you can see everything just fine, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to get a real low mirror. Yeah. One's up high. I don't know if I want to see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I think That's it's good for. I know. That's I not an angle I look good at. I don't look good from that angle. I haven't seen it, but I guarantee it's not. I'm cool with being unfamiliar. I think I think if more people did that, more people would understand why I'm so adamant about the why you're so anal? Yeah. Uh, what, so if, anal. what if you look? Squeaky <laughs> anal. What if you look and it's like you see something like crazy? You know what I'm saying? Like something unexpected. <laughs> you know what I mean? What if you what look? You expect? Like, Wait, what do you? you know, like, I don't know. Some brown goblin just yeah. coming. An eyeball yeah. looking back at you. <laughs> oh, they're on to us. <laughs> Twilight Zone. They're on to we us. We must move now. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like a like a finger like, with a claw the fuck coming are these out. Little guys. How long you been in there? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be a company that's come up with some sort of like at home kit. Because that's to me, that's what would at home butthole kit. I think what really keeps me from doing because mm. I I don't remember how old I was the first time that I decided to attempt at shaving it, which was a scary first time attempt. Definitely not an area you want to. You don't want to change the sound of your farts and everything. <laughs> you, wouldn't you think? It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like super streamlined. Yeah, you know? I, I, you know, poops are better. <laughs> What? There's less resistance, dude. It just feels. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn, how much hair do you have, wow. dude? I would. I bro. I would. Be, I know you're a Sicilian ass guy as there. much as mine yeah. did, if not more. Well, what do you? How is I, it causing I, resistance? Did you have a net of hair that trapped? <laughs> like it, it shouldn't do that. I feel I like know. the hair shouldn't get in the way of your poop coming you out. You would think that. 
Mm. You would think that. Damn, you had some tangled up stuff. It's like a Brillo pad. No. Yeah, it's, a, it's, just like, it's like a cheesecloth. Listen, it's, you, just, it's like it, a Play-Doh machine, you know? Yeah, it's got to yeah. get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you shave it, you'll know, you know, or you trim it, you'll figure it out. You'll go, oh, fuck, Adam was right. Oh, this is great. Yeah, the star and the spaghetti. so much smoother. You know, like spaghetti. Hey, even even uh, wiping and cleaning is easier. Wiping and cleaning is like, man, super. I, I use one less wipe of toilet paper and one less baby wipe when I go that route, too. Because the hair is just, yeah. there is none. Yeah, hair makes it difficult. There is none. Yeah. Now, do you have, you, I don't know. I don't know how hairy you are. I can imagine. You're a relatively normally hairy guy. You're I, don't, not like I think I, I'm not very hairy at all. Normal, normal. Okay. That's what I mean. You're, if you were looking at the spectrum, like I don't have, I have, a butt, I have like hairy arms. Like I don't have like else. A, a Burt Reynolds chest. You and I are about equivalent hairiness. I would say that, or We're you maybe a, a little bit more. I'm actually not that hairy, especially when you consider where my family's from. I'm actually the least, I actually am the least hairy Italian in the world. Hmm. No, no, no shit. So yeah. anyway, but if you're like, God, what's uh? So like my girl, I call her the hairless wonder. She grows, she doesn't grow hair actually, only on her hair, on her head, and on her freaking eyebrows. But she has, she's like, oh my god, I got to shave my legs. I'm like, I don't see anything on your leg. She has no hair. My mom is the same way. My mom is hairless. Her mm. arms have no hair. It's very interesting. Lucky for them. Very, um, mm. maybe, maybe they're maybe they're lucky, but maybe not. You never know. You might need it one day. Like mm. oh, because it for what, what? The ice age. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not I sure. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we're gonna be okay too. I mean, it might be. In, it might be out of style one day. Well, that's what I, that's where I thought you were going with you know that. It's like yeah, the maybe, out of style. Maybe yeah. Harry. Le- I I just don't see that coming around. Hair's coming back. I do. Uh, I, no, it doesn't turn me off like it does. Like it does to I think a lot of other people. Hairiness. It, I mean, of course, if you're excessively and just weird so if with Jess, women. So if Jessica let her hair like grow out on her legs, it wouldn't bother you? I don't think she can. She's got no hair, dude. I'm telling you, it's very strange. Dude. Uh, yeah. And it's genetic, too, because her... That still was avoiding the question there. Okay, so if Jess, she had hairy legs. Well, no, I didn't say hairy. If she okay. could just... Because I guarantee you, you're wrong. She could grow some hair. It'd probably be scarce. But I bet you she'd grow it. And at that rate, considering she has hardly any... I, don't, I, don't know. You know, I remember this girl distinctively in college. She played softball. And I was like, you know, trying to be like, hey, you know, try, trying to date. And we were trying to, like, talk and all that. And uh, she revealed to me, like, uh, during season... Like she didn't shave and she was like proud of it. And she like pulled her leg up and it was just like blackness. Uh, you know, just like a, a full like fur, you know, furry leg situation. Did you and lose all interest immediately? All, right away. Right away. Yeah. And uh, not, very attractive girl, but I, I can't, it doesn't work for me. See, I feel like. Isn't that weird though? How things like that. That was one thing I was like, no. Yeah. So that's here's the thing. Like, uh, obviously, we're, we're if we're compared to other primates, we're fucking naked, right? We're the least hairy primates on the planet. But for a long time, most of human evolution, nobody shaved anything, and it didn't stop anybody from fucking. I think we've learned it, and I think it's in our in our heads. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you could learn to like the other way too. I don't know. Very silent. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're all alone on you're this really one, brother. To sell it? I, yeah, uh, no, I'm tr- out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out too. I'm out. <laughs> See you later. You're on your own I'm on this one. Find the ones that shave. I'm a, hey, you know what I mean? I'm gonna get a bunch of like hairy DMs. You know what I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, oh, Sal! Yeah. I didn't know you were into this. So mm. check this out, right? So, leg lock your face. So speaking wow. of, since we're on the subject, <laughs> Pornhub. The uh, I don't know I don't let's think let's I don't know I don't know if they're the largest uh, porn site online but I know they're one of the most well known Red Red Tube competes Red, uh, yeah. yeah so that's another big one but yeah. Pornhub always releases their statistics so they'll show you what people are searching in different states 
what happens at what times, mm-hmm. what women are into, what men are into. Interesting trends. Very fascinating. Yeah. So they released the porn traffic from Hawaii mm. uh, before, during, and after the missile alert uh, trap thing. So you guys know what happened with the missile alert, right? Yes, okay, dude. So. Wait, wait. Before you tell your story, I have to share it, and I know it's pissing people off because I just cut you off, but how crazy is this? Justin, I don't know if you've heard it or not. Katrina and I are driving home on Saturday from Pleasanton, and the radio's kind of playing real light in the background. I can hear it, but her and I are talking over it, and all of a sudden I hear the boop, the, the warning, yeah. you know, and it's the missile warning. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving on the freeway, and it's it's on the loop. It's going around a couple of times talking about how there's a missile on its way to Hawaii. And I fucking start to pull over lanes. That's some scary and shit. No, and my, I mean, I literally got my heart. Sunk. I felt it. I felt like lightheaded and scared to death and started pulling over. And then on, then, then the, uh, the radio announcers come back on and they're like, so can you believe that? That's what Hawaii went through. And then they, they're like, whoa, and they're talking. And I realized that it was just a, it wasn't real. But then I I'm li- then I turn the radio up and I'm paying attention and, I go, and they talk about what had happened and in Hawaii that went on for 30 minutes. Yeah. Dude. So I okay that happened for me for five seconds. I pulled the car, was pulling the car over across Bro. the freeway. I my heart sunk. Uh-huh. Could you imagine being in the Hawaii? The uncertainty of it, you during, think, is impending Bro, doom coming people, your way. Shit. People were putting their kids down freaking sewer drains to try and keep them safe. People oh were god. crying. Oh my god! But here's what I think. I think if there's ever a mistaken missile alert like that, that you should get a free pass for whatever happens in the 30 minutes or however long it takes before they tell you we're just kidding because. If I if I feel like the world's gonna end, uh, people might do some shit. You know what I'm saying? You might do some crazy. You might be you might be with some some person and you'd be like, look, we're gonna fucking die. Let's have sex let's, right now. Let's, let's, and then they're let's like, knock, just kidding. Let's knock one out. You know, they're yeah. like, just kidding. You're like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. I just had sex with a dude. I don't even know if I could. The the <laughs> feeling that I had when that happened, it was it was like nothing else I'd felt before. I, I really believed at that moment that was happening. Like yeah. it was looking at Katrina, my eyes got all big, and I thought. What the fuck's going on right now? Like it was, I was scared, and but it was so split. It was like five seconds. Imagine, man. Imagine so, if you knew that, how you could take advantage of that, right? That <sighs> shit goes off, and you tell the person next to you, like, "All right, is there anything you want to tell me before we die?" What? <laughs> <laughs> whoever, who, who, whoever was Deepest, darkest secrets, whoever come out. pushed the button, you know, or whoever was. It was the, it was Hawaii. It was the state of Hawaii. The it was their own. It was their own uh, department that does this. They totally fucked up. Was this a test or like a control? no? It was an say, accident. When you say they oh. totally fucked up, there's got to be there was a person that hit play. <laughs> there was a, there was somebody that pushed the button. Somebody yeah, gotta, sent it out. They got to get in trouble. Yeah. So that. so they fucked up. They tweeted like seconds after that that was a mistake, but they didn't send out the message till thirty minutes later. That's where they really fucked wow. up. So they knew it right away. They were, oh shit, we're, we made a mistake and they sent out a tweet, but they didn't resend out a message until 30 something, 33 minutes later. Yeah, come and on. And that's where they really fucked up. So back to my story. That's horrible. Pornhub. Pornhub uh, right before, during, and after. So they're showing what happened with their usage. So missile alert goes off, 77% drop 
in people using their site. Obviously, people are looking at porn like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. You know what I'm saying? Mid-jerk. Yeah. Mid-jerk, you yeah. find out you got a what? missile coming yeah. your way. That's oh, shit. Automatically, like, I need to go to- Scrambling so, their pants yeah, up. I want to go to heaven. Yeah. I don't know if that stat- if, if Oh, it gets better. Zipping no, no, no. their dick I don't know if pants. that 77% ah. is crazier or the, the 23% that stayed on and finished is what crazier. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm riding this one out. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got two schools of thought. One school of thought is- <laughs> You know what? I need to go to heaven. I got to stop doing this right now. Oh, yeah. The other school of thought is like, I'm going to finish before I die. I'm going to finish. So, and this is below their baseline. So this it's is not. How I wanted it. So it went immediate. You can see, I'm looking at the chart right now. It was a huge drop immediately after. So 77 drop percent drop right away. Then right after the announcement came back that, and they oh cleared, shit. cleared it up. They cleared it. We made a mistake. It went almost fifty percent above baseline. So not only did the people come back on, but more people went back. More people went on, and there was a spike. Wow. You know what does that tell you? I don't know. It's pretty funny though. I feel oh, like yeah. that tells you like a lot of a lot of people were like stressed out. Like I need to I need to unload some of the stress. Yeah, release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get distracted real quick. How funny is that? Right? That's crazy. I know. It's fucked up, man. I thought that was nuts though. I mean, that's a that's a crazy fuck up, dude. Dude, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. I'd be yeah. I'd be terrified, especially with kids. If that happened to me, and you know what I can achieve in thirty minutes, I could fucking fly to wherever my kids are in thirty minutes, and that's what I, I would know, end up doing. Like super I would go sonic strength, bro. I go through red lights. <laughs> I'd run someone over on accident and be like, "Fuck it, I got to get to my kids. I'm sorry." Yeah. Like a lot of that's why I said you're not gonna stop me. If that shit ever happens again, you need to be forgiven well, for whatever happens. That isn't minutes. it interesting though? Like if you think of War of the Worlds and you think back then, like that was exactly what happened. It was a pandemonium oh, because yeah. people actually believed. A lot my, of people, my, they believed that the aliens had landed and were. So over. a lot of people I, I, don't know that. My uncle shared Orson that story, Wells. dude. Yeah. He said yeah. it was crazy. So that was on the radio a long time ago. I think it was like in 1940s yeah. or 50s uh, where they were 50s, reading think, the yeah. like story, War of the Worlds, which read like a news report. Mm-hmm. And people who tuned in after the beginning where they said, we're going to be reading the story, tuned in, didn't hear the beginning and thought it was a real news report. And there was panic and pandemonium in cities everywhere. Now, ready for the conspiracy theories? Hmm. Conspiracy theories are this, that it was a way for government to test to see how people would react to something like that. And then they could always say, oh, we're reading a story. Kind of interesting. Oh, really? Kind of interesting. Mm. Which also makes you wonder. What about like the uh, that famous crash, right? Was that like around the same timeline? uh, What crash? The one in Hindenburg? In, no, no, no. In, oh. in Nevada, the, the the alien. Oh, Area 51? Area 51 oh, I don't know. Thing. I don't yeah. know when that happened. Okay. But uh the, the more conspiracies on the Hawaii missile threat. Roswell. Sorry. Is is what if what if that was another test to see how people would react and respond, you know what I mean? Or you know, who knows? Who knows? Pretty fucked up though. Oh, yeah. So me. people putting kids down there, would you say down drains? Yeah, Storm so drains? like yeah, because you know it's mm. underground. Wow. So people were like opening, uh, you know, what are those called? Manhole covers oh, and just gnarly, dude. throwing their kids down there. Like, hide down here. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that kid, dude. You're traumatized uh, for life. Like, like, not only that, like they just watched the movie It. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we all float here. Ah, oh, mom, I don't want to go down here. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. That would be horrible. Because you're forcing them down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, fucking man. terrible. So uh, more more news. I got some more interesting news. Uh, do you hear about Apple? Yeah. Mm-hmm. $350 billion. Yep. They're going to repatriate uh, here in the US. Mm. That's a lot of coin. There's some speculation as to what Apple might do yeah. with a lot of this money. Well, I, I also was reading that 
it won't be as much as we think it is too because of mm-hmm. the, what they owe taxes wise and thirty eight billion. Yeah, so I, I heard it's not. It sounds really awesome, but it's still it's still going to be billion dollars. They said minimum. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, gonna- it's it's a lot because uh, I read some of the stuff that uh, what's his name uh, Cook, uh, CEO of Apple, Tim was talking Cook, about yeah. Tim Cook. Um, but there's a lot of speculation uh, in terms of maybe Apple might buy a large company. Mm. The couple, the speculation, there's there's rumors of Netflix. Are they pulling their efforts out of another direction as far as like China and that market? They're or just taking just money they taking had overseas. Money they had the way that our tax uh, corporate tax structure was before, which was terrible, so dumb. It discouraged companies who earn money overseas from bringing it back over because they get taxed twice. Right. So they just kept it overseas, and that's all it was doing, just sitting over there. So now that they can come over here and not pay nearly as much as they thought as they were supposed to, now they want to bring it over here and reinvest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so some people are speculating like Netflix. Some people are saying- Oh, like what they're going to make an offer to buy out Netflix? Yes. Could well, you I mean, imagine that, that shit? That would perfect sense. That would be crazy. Another I, one is Magic- Amazon's already been wine and dining them. So. Another one is Magic Leap. That they would want to buy the company. Magic Magic yeah, but that was the one that member uh, they, they were talking about. That I don't know if it was the guy from the hustle or not, but it's the VR. Yes, thing, it's, it's the, the one stuff. that has the holograms and it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like from what I've heard, so. that's what that's what kind of looks like. But yeah. um, that'll be crazy because they're estimating that could equ- that could equate to like something like twenty thousand uh, new jobs. Well, that's rad. Stuff like that. That's rad if that's the case. You know, if it really boosts, you know, like uh, work like that for us. <laughs> it's I, it's, it's always a good thing because they're going to use. Look, we own a business. We know what you do when yeah. you have more money. You end up. You don't necessarily pay yourself more. You end up trying to reinvest and grow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. And of like you money. and you said it to me. Like, who cares? Even if you were to pay yourself more, that's more money that I would take and go spend into our economy anyway. So yeah. no matter what, it's finding its way back into the economy. Yeah. <laughs> better. Well, people people spend their money better if they earn it and they risk they they face the you know the consequences of losing it more better than if because that's else. I mean right. the, all the the hardcore uh, left that, that, that hears this news keeps telling me oh that's just now they're all getting more money for the CEOs. You know what's funny about yeah. that? Yeah. So before the tax news came out and before, you know, when, when Apple had their $350 billion overseas, we got nothing. We got no tax money for it. So now they're bringing it over. They're paying way less than they were, go- that they could have before, but they're still paying now $38 yeah, billion. But it's still new money. So we actually fucking win right. no matter what. There yeah. really is no complaint. Right. So suck it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. So... Uh, and then some more cool news here. There's so you guys know obviously uh, California now recreational marijuana mm-hmm. legalized um, recently, which is kind of cool. I was talking to who was I talking to? Someone outside of here, and they were saying how there's a dispensary next to their house, and it's, it was a medicinal dispensary, mm-hmm. and they just walked in there the other day. And they're like anybody can go in now and just buy stuff. Fucking yeah. right! What a trip! Right? We, yeah, that's the, the here now for us. It's legal. Mm-hmm. Recreationally legal. So, so, that, so now that the dispensaries have made that move the other direction, then uh, I'm, I would assume all we of them go down did. To one. We're right here. I mean, I would assume all of them did. I haven't even I, don't been, know. I haven't even been in one since then. So we should yeah. go check it out. You That's can cool. literally go in, and if they if they are serving recreational, because I don't know, right? I would I would imagine some would some dispensaries just want to be medicinal. Yeah, or, or would I they wonder. want to serve both? I wonder because the way that it works in a lot of states where it's legal is. If you have a medical marijuana card, you don't pay nearly as many taxes. Mm-hmm. So you go into a dispensary, you show your card, it's medicinal, so it's a much lower tax rate. If it's recreational, you pay more in taxes. So the way that the dispensaries work in other states, which I would imagine 
would be the same thing here is the dispensary would cater to both. You have a medical card, you go in there, you buy it, less taxes, the, you don't. The funny and the irony of that is that anybody can get a, a card. So oh, it's, it's like who, you know, right. spend five minutes, get your card real quick, and then now you're, you save yourself taxes. So I think everybody will end up probably going that route. Probably, anyways. probably. You know, uh, news too, did you guys see that Nestle bought uh, some big organic company, I think for like $2, $2 billion or something crazy? I saw that a while ago. So Nestle making their way into organic too. People get pissed off about that. I know. Because they, they, they say Nestle's evil and they don't like their practices. That's what my, my boy was talking He was like, oh man, no, Nestle, I, I love that organic company and now I'm never going to buy their products. I'm like, listen, dude, they're not going to taint it. They're not going to go fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, what they like, know- I know it can poison they're, it. They're, what they're doing is they're they're uh, leveraging. They're leveraging the fact that uh, organic- well, The market's garden going in of that life. direction. It's, you know, it's so, garden of life. Yeah, yeah that's, a big, that's a big organic it's company. It's a big one and I like their products. What, what they'll probably do if they're smart is they're going to go in, buy it, and leave it alone. Exactly. They won't you even know? put their yeah. name on it. No. Just, just, and I think they're hedging. profitable. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Organic and natural is marketable now. It is. Uh, consumers are demanding it. It's a growing market. It still hasn't reached where I think it's going to. So it's a very quick uh, growing market. So you're going to see these companies get consumed by Coca-Cola, by you know McDonald's, by some of these large corporations who really these corporations... They don't have. Here's what people need to understand: companies, of course, people who run companies can be evil and all that stuff. Oh, they want to make money the, for the. Oh, want right. to make money for the. <laughs> that's it. And so they're going to look and say, "Oh shit! Everybody wants to buy organic. Let's just invest in that direction." Now I can understand, you know, the the if you look at a company, you don't like their practices. Like if Monsanto, who I think has done a lot of pretty shoddy shit uh, with crony capitalism, goes and buys a company that I really like. I may choose to not buy any more of those products as a protest. Like, I'm not giving that fucking company any more money. Right. I don't like the way they do business. And you're totally free to do that. Right. And you're totally free to do that. So if you really believe that about Nestle, you have every right to right. say, you know, fuck you I don't know. I don't know that much, but do you, have, do you have anything bad to say about Nestle? I mean, you I, know, I love chocolate milk. Yeah. It's some of their, uh, well, it's a large company. It's way bigger than, ju than just that. But they, they have done some interesting things in business, I don't know enough to uh, to have form an opinion, but I do know that they're typically named one of the bad ones, right? Hmm. But I know enough to know that I'm not going to necessarily listen to that because sometimes you get in and you read and you read about Wasn't it. Like, this, yeah, I'm trying to think because I think there was some kind of like story about the CEO absorbing a lot of like the natural spring from somewhere and like kind of building and like tapping into a well, you know, from miles what? away. Yeah, there was something. I don't know if it was Nestle. I'm pretty sure it was Nestle, but there's like there was this race to like sort of own all of the natural water uh, they could to kind of like repurpose it as you know bottled water. Mm, uh, I don't know about but, that. Uh, that was that was some story I heard floating around. But you know what I mean? Let's again, these are all stories. Oh, you know what? There was a story about one of their baby formulas. I can't remember exactly what it was. I remember reading Nestle this. does baby formula? Bro, Nestle's a massive company. Well, they no, own, I know that. Bro, they own- They own a lot they of own, shit. I mean, I'm looking at Gerber, Power Bar, oh, Nestle owns Diesel, Gerber. Alpo. They own dog food. They own water companies. I thought Gerber was, um, what's the other, uh, Johnson & Johnson. Gerber, no, Gerber, right. Gerber no. is under Nestle? Mm -hmm. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Nestle's a no. massive company. They did God, something yeah, they with are. baby formulas in the 90s where- they were pushing a formula. They were they were telling people to take to to do their formula instead of breastfeeding. There was something that was bad about it, or was unethical, and people didn't. It, it was it was really bad the way that they did it. 
And uh, I have to read, do more research on it. But I remember reading about them being like, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. So again, best thing you can do if you don't like this shit, don't buy their shit anymore. Don't buy their stuff. Don't buy anything that they own. And they'll 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 have to change, right? Yeah. Or the company will, will lose money and they'll have to sell. So. But, but what I was going to say is about the, wheat, about the marijuana being recreational is now there's groups that are popping up that are pushing for the legalization mm. of mushrooms. Mm. Mushrooms is the marijuana is pretty much. I I don't want to say one. I don't want to say that war is one because you still have uh, like no. Jeff Sessions who's fighting it. But uh, it's kind of like the tide is already so big in that, and then so much momentum behind it that we don't need. I don't think we need as much pushing for legalization or at least the decriminalization of marijuana. But mushrooms is the next big frontier. There's groups in California and groups in Colorado that are pushing for decriminalization and legalization of mushrooms. Now, if you, I have no experience with, with, you know, uh, psychedelics myself, but when you do the research, they're actually remarkably not dangerous or toxic. I'm sure they're dangerous in terms of you could take too much and then, you know, get some psychological damage, but they're not dangerous in that sense. And then there's all the science coming out about how beneficial it can be with uh, therapy. So with doctors and stuff like that, personally, I think, I think it's stupid to throw people in jail for doing nothing but doing something to themselves. I think it's fucking ridiculous. So I'm, I'm happier than shit to see that. I feel like the ball's starting to roll. We're starting to see the war on drugs start to get reversed a little bit, which I think is a very good thing. Mm. So no, no, I'm excited. Yeah, about We'll that. see about, I just found that I was, yeah, I was right. There was like criticism for the, the Nestle CEO that saying that, uh, out of context, some kind of interview, he said uh, that that they were trying to pin that he said that water is not a human right and that it should be privatized. <laughs> well, so here's a funny thing about that: if you own a lake or you own a spring, you own that. I mean, you, you own, own the water. It. Yeah, you own the land. You own so, the but, you own the land. You own the water. Right. So, I mean, water can be either depending on how we use it. Um, I just remember seeing that, and that was like this big, you know, yeah. of course, amongst other conservation. Here's the thing with human right: people confuse a hu- people confuse human right with it's good that we do we have it. So like food. Yeah, I guess that's no different than somebody having a bunch of apples on an apple tree on their on their farm, and then people thinking that they should they have the like right they claim ownership. Yeah, like right. like yeah. people have a human right to food. Right? It sounds good because we want people to have food, and I definitely think we should work out ways to get people food, Mm -hmm. but it's not a a right because a right requires, a right cannot, you can't have a right that requires somebody else's labor. For example, I can't say I have a right to uh, healthcare, for example. That's a human right, healthcare. Well, that means I have now a right to the labor of doctors and nurses and hospitals, which means now that I kind of, I own them. So you can't really do that. Now, is, is it something that's desirable? Absolutely. So to say that water is a human right, now if somebody owns land, then I have a right to not only your property, but I have a right to what you produce from that property mm-hmm. and how you give it to me. So you can't say it's a human right, but you can say it's something that's desirable. Human rights have to be inalienable. They have to be something that are yours no matter what. Like I have a right to speak. My mind requires no one else. Mm-hmm. That's a human right. I should be able to say what I want. I should have a right to worship whatever I want. I should have a right to my body. Like if I want to do something to buy body, right. it's my fucking body. I should have a right to it. You know, that kind of stuff. I have a, I should have a right to defend myself. That's my own right. Like I should be able to defend. doesn't mean I have a right to a gun. Mm-hmm. I don't have a right to a gun, but I have a right to buy and possess something to defend myself, which would be that gun. 
So people confuse that all the time and it gets on my goddamn nerves mm-hmm. when people say that because you don't have a right to, you have a right to pursue your own life, liberty, and happiness. You have those rights. You can pursue those things. That's your right. But you don't have a right to somebody's stuff or to somebody's work. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't just doesn't work that way. So then all in all, we're, okay, we're okay with the Nestle C- CEO. I um you I know think so. yeah. I, I'm not mind pumps I, I, not mind pumps not I'm throwing, not endorsing anything. Yeah. Mind pumps not throwing shade on them. Not no. yet. Not not shade, not anything. Not yet. I'll do a little bit more research yeah, on yeah, that yeah. and, and uh, we'll look into it. I and, just I remembered that. That's I all. think it's just cool to me. I think it's just neat because we've been talking now on this this podcast for almost 3 years and we, <sighs> we talked about the the merging of health and wellness and you Dude, it's totally happening. Seeing, I know you're seeing these companies when you start seeing massive companies like that that are you know, investing billions of dollars a year now into organic company, other organic companies. Dude, it's well, so once, cool. Once we all demand it, you know, you see what happens. So it's so go. cool. You know what else has been cool? We've been talking about this, but the uh, obviously podcasting, all the all the digital spaces are exploding, like they have been for a while. But what's what I find interesting now is how big companies are now budgeting podcast marketing like it's part of their marketing well the funny part though it's crazy and we're dealing with this right now i just did a post on our forum uh asking for like some of the best um mind pump episodes to share to a lot of these big they don't know though they have they don't have no clue no clue where to start because there's it's just new there's not a lot yeah. of analytics around it the so much green grass itunes like, ah. hoards all the you know in, you know information and analytics that you we don't even see that much of it what do you so, think's gonna happen now that I, here's my oh, prediction oh yeah, yeah. companies Money are gonna come in coming in and yep. I, you hope things like, and I don't know, Doug would know this better than anybody because he sees Lipson on a more regular basis. Do you feel, Doug, like Lipson has evolved and, and continued yeah. to provide deeper analytics or has it pretty much been the same since we started? They've definitely updated their analytics. Now, understand that all these different podcast apps, including iTunes, are taking from the same feed. Mm-hmm. So what we're not getting is our subscriptions through iTunes. They won't give you that. No, yeah. they do not give that to us. However, we know how many downloads we're getting across the board. Here's what I think, because I think what we're starting to see is the beginning of big money being invested into podcasting. We know this personally. There's not much we can talk about because there's kind of stuff behind the scenes. But now companies are talking to us and they're saying to us, we've budgeted this mm-hmm. for podcast advertising. It was never like that before. Before you had to convince them. It's finally catching their eye. It's catching their eye. It's limited real estate which means the cost to advertise on a podcast is only going to explode, which is good news for podcasters. And I think it's going to draw more people to podcasting and make it grow even more. But also, as more money, as more excitement and stuff surrounds podcasting, I think companies are going to start to provide better and better analytics because they're all going to want to figure out a way to yeah, get yeah, a piece yeah, of it. Yeah, you want, to, you want to see who the top performers are on multiple levels. That's well, it. Oh, I'm excited too. And it's only good for us when we see things like what happened with Facebook the other day, which is, I mean, that probably flipped a lot of companies' lives upside down for the day when they heard that news because mm-hmm. that's fucking a lot of small businesses that use Facebook as their main source of advertising. It's but just, it's, it's crazy, the power, right? Like right? You get the platform and you just, boop, you just turn on a dime. You know, and I sometimes I feel like we're lucky that we didn't. I know a lot of guys that and girls that are in a, in a position that we were in building a company and they built it around that because, every, you know, the last five years, right. it's been the crazy. It was, it was right? a everyone's, solid bet. Everyone's talking about, oh, my God, get into Facebook advertising. It's so much cheaper than Google AdWords. It's mm-hmm. the way to go. And so people have built businesses around that and man it's confirmation for us that man it's you want to make sure that either one you're on enough platforms that you're not held hostage by a third party 
um, or create something yourself to where you have full control. And right now we have that. I am scared of the day that they could potentially change. Yep, but yep. the exciting part is the way it will change, it'll change like this. It'll be iTunes who decides to be a dick, right? It can't. It won't be Lipsyn or anything. That'll be iTunes. And we wouldn't be that fucked. We would just move all our people. To, we have Spotify. We have, uh, you know, Stitcher. We've got... Yeah, Podcast Republic. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so We could even do it on our website. Yeah, you could even do it on a website and it'll be that app. easy. But when you talk about things like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you are somebody who is building a business well, around that and that is your main source of advertising and marketing your business, that's a scary place to be in. Even if you're making a lot of money right now, you got to be thinking forward that well, look what at if. The, look at it this way. Uh, video has been bigger and grew faster. Oh, YouTube, I forgot to use YouTube. Yeah, so video has been mm -hmm. bigger and grown faster than podcasting. Um, has however, I think now the, the wave is going to start to catch is obviously catching up with podcasting because it's replacing you know radio and all that stuff. I think we're going to see the emergence of like major podcasting networks. We're already starting to see a little bit of it, mm -hmm. but you're going to start to see. I mean, once the money starts to flow in, it's got to happen, right? Oh, like it's, radio stations, it's, it's already happening. So I I had the pleasure of getting to talk to uh, Fox the Fox Sports oh, right. one, Fox Sports one. Um, uh, CEO, and he uh, got. He was a friend of Brendan Abendejo's. He uh, he hooked us up. We talked for about an hour on the phone. Really nice guy. And this was when we first started Mind Pump, and just gave me all kinds of you know kind of behind the scenes information about how they use podcasts for advertising and marketing. And what they do is, that I think at that time when we were talking, you know, they had Fighter and the Kid plus about twenty. I think he said twenty or thirty other podcasts that they have the rights to or that's part of their network quote unquote and what they do is they then they can go after like huge companies like coca-cola like we're a brand like that and say okay they count their total volume so they can say we've got well no you know, we're gonna hit this many yeah we have 100 million listeners per day spread out over 25 podcasts and oh if you want uh mostly women we have uh these two podcasts get 85 percent women between these ages oh you want to this is your demographic okay well we have these three yeah. podcasts that yep, we have. Yep. oh i definitely think um that's that's happening already i mean you have companies like fox that have been doing that for several years now and it's more exciting more. because podcasting still is and it won't be like this forever okay i promise you but still is an easy way you, it's easy to get in it's very accessible it's a very low barrier entry um, almost anybody can create a podcast and post it up there. It still is relatively, we're, you're still in the beginning of the explosion of growth. We're just seeing the first, the beginning of the wave, mm -hmm. but it's nowhere near as big as it's going to be. Think of all the people that listen to radio and talk radio. Podcasting is not there yet, uh, but it's going to be there soon. And when it does get there, it's going to be very difficult. At that point, it'll be hard to break through. It'll be harder to you know, get in. You might have to go through a network. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but right now is a great time. It's a great time to get in um, and you know pursue something like that. So I always encourage that because I like seeing people, you yeah. know, try to get their voice out. You know, I just did an interview. Um, God, I feel so bad. I'm not, I'm going to forget the name of the podcast right now, and I'm trying to shout our boy out here. Do you remember the name of the podcast? I know you got interviewed by this guy don't, too. Don't put it on me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Are you referring to Alt Radio? I mean, he's changed his name, but it was Alt. Um, thank was Alt Radio. you, thank you, Doug. So there's your plug, buddy. So that I just did an interview, and we got all we talked about what was business and the direction of podcasting and all that. Well, we talked a lot about that on that interview. And I'm super fascinated with uh, where it's at right now. But also, there's a part of me that's 
uh, a little b- b- bummed out because I kind of know that what will eventually happen, I think what will eventually happen, once there is enough people and enough revenue in here, someone's going to get their grubby hands in it and it that's when it's going to get tainted. The question is, how long until then, really? Because we're watching this happen with Facebook and YouTube right now. And even mm-hmm. what what do you think is going to happen with Twitter after all the fucking dick talk, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's you know, here's the for thing. For sure going to... Here's Regu- the thing regulation with, and restriction will come in. Well, so Facebook uh, and YouTube are by far the dominant platforms for what they provide. Podcasting is still, although iTunes still dominates, it still feels up in the air to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It still mm-hmm. doesn't feel like like anyone that controls like the podcasting world. So I still feel like there's a lot of players that may you know may enter the market. So it'll be interesting to see. Right now, iTunes. What do you think the biggest mistake you see people that are trying to enter the market? Because we're seeing a lot of it right now. We know. What do you mean? A lot of people trying to become podcasters? Yeah. What do you think the biggest mistakes that you see people making trying? Sound quality is number one for sure. I I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts that just get started. I've been interviewed on a lot of some of these, you know, new podcasts. And you Um, used to be able to get away with shitty sound quality, but it's not, it's not going to work. So get a room that sounds good and a good mic. What do you think? Yeah, I think trying to pursue sponsorship too early and, you know, really, really trying to like make their show all about like (laughs) feeding to some other agenda other than, you know, what their message is and like not finding their message yet. That's what I talked about on this, this interview was that I feel like too many people get it, get into it already with a company that they're trying to push market and sell Mm -hmm. or they get into it they start getting a little bit of momentum and they're already trying to sell something and i was just sharing with the kid that did the interview that you know one of the things that if you if you didn't listen to mind pumps at the beginning you may not know this but we went well over a hundred episodes before we even tried to monetize anything and in fact the way i remember all of us turning that switch on it was it was when we had so much demand when people were like asking us for certain things then we did but if you put your energy towards building your community community and adding value to their lives like what can i do to provide value on a regular basis to an audience that keeps them coming back for more mm-hmm. if that's where your energy and focus is then the money will come later right. but i think a lot of people don't get into it like that they hear oh podcast they hear oh, my oh podcast is exploding it's a great medium for sales it's mm-hmm. great for advertising there's all these things fuck i'm going to start a podcast i got cool yeah. shit to say well then you can also organize it around what your audience already wants you know instead of like you hand selecting these sponsors and trying to like you know, figure all that out about how to make money. It's it's more of like building the community. It's getting re, you know feedback and um, really being in tune because it's a very intimate type of a platform. You know, it's like yeah, we're naked right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> always. Again. You know, it's like people people want to know day to day like what's going on, and uh, you know, we have this like ongoing conversation and relationship. You know, that's just kind of the format. I, so. I think it's going to be, I also think it's going to be more common to see podcasts that put out uh, multiple episodes a week and less common to see podcasts do infrequent uh, yeah. episodes. Well, that only makes sense. Well, yes, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a good- You know why I'm saying that right now? Because uh, I've heard now several times and recently from a very large company, very, very large company, that one of the things that they liked a lot about us- was that we put out so much content that we were in people's ears so frequently. 
So uh, I, I could see that being a benefit. I also can see that how people can overdo that and suck. Right. Just put out well, shit. I think he's like ramping up to that. You know? I, I agree and disagree. I think that I think we already have examples of what it will mirror. Like when you talk about that, the angle you're going with advertising. I mean, we have TV shows and TV. Th- we have new uh, like a news channel every single day, same time, everything. So that feeds to what you're saying. But then you have uh, uh, your favorite sitcom that you watch that's every Tuesday at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever mm-hmm. time your sitcom comes on, that it's only once a week that people still come back and tune in. I think uh, to that point, the most important piece, and I was telling this kid that, is consistency. You know, Whatever you decide to do is being consistent with that so yeah. you've trained your audience that this is when I'm coming back on. You can expect to get a new episode at this day, this time, always. Well, so here's what's interesting about that, because I'm trying to think, because we're so conditioned. I'm so I'm conditioned to, you know, when I used to watch TV and I knew the days and times that people would come on or shows would come on or on the radio when I knew at this time it was this radio show. But uh, Netflix, when they release a series, they don't release one episode at a time at all. Well, they release the whole thing. So, And they- what they've noticed is way more viewership they're not losing viewers. People are are, are binge watching yeah. like crazy. It's a thing. And what we noticed even with our show is we remember we were afraid, like, okay, we're gonna go to five days a week. Are we gonna be too much? Are we gonna lose, you know, our people? No, people if they like you, they just want more and more and more. I'm sure there's a limit at some point, but it's interesting, right? Well, like how's that how can how can that be applied to podcasts? Okay, so I got you for that. And that's this is why some of your best podcasts as far as downloads and listens. Uh, even way more than Mind Pump is, uh, is the ones that tell like these murder mysteries and they tell stories. Yeah, and that was something when I remember when I was talking. Those to are the that, top top podcasts to the the yeah. Fox producer, and we were talking about Fire and the Kid, and, and he was talking about Cereal our show and all those. And what he was saying that he really liked about our show that w- has a similar quality of Fire and the Kid is the storytelling of their lives, and people they want to listen to it like that, where it's. You know, they feel like, you know, oh, I just heard what Justin and Sal and Adam said mm-hmm. yesterday and they said they're going here to do this and then they want to hear a recap on that. That's what keeps them, keeps people and coming. current. Yeah. yeah, that's what will make someone binge mm-hmm. too, like where you'll sit down and you'll listen like 10 in a row because you have the time at that time. Right. You want to hear the story. You want to hear it all come unfold. So I think your your best podcasts are the ones that have these murder type mysteries. And I think the way we improve our craft and we've talked about this openly and we, you guys know we share with our audience everything. So something that we've talked about improving our show is uh, making sure that we're always staying as current as possible. I mean, when we first started, we used to backload tons of episodes so that we had time to travel and time to work on things. And it just makes sense to do that. And I know a lot of podcasters when they- It's when, weird. You can hear when something's stale. You can. Even if we don't reference yeah. right. something that just happened, right? you can hear it that it doesn't have the same flow because- we're in a mood, we have an energy, and it just you can hear it in the show, well, and then we, all of a sudden it's like something changed, and it's only because that's an episode that we recorded, you know, three weeks ago that we dropped in the middle. Yeah, it's traveling. a totally <laughs> different voice. It's have. really, it's, it's yeah, it is weird. It's very interesting. It's that's the I don't I don't know if you want to call it the art or the craft of what we're doing, but um, I think that does make a big difference. And it's funny that you know Brendan Schaub said the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said great same, advice. He yeah. said the exact same thing. So yeah, I think that was when I asked him what he what the biggest mistake that he sees podcasters making. That was what he said was right there. That's was what not, it was. Not That's being current. And he's right because when you listen to their show too, 
you're hearing about their lives and what they just did yesterday and what they did. You know what I'm saying? So you tune in wanting to, oh, shit, he's going to go do this tomorrow. I can't wait to hear Brendan mm-hmm. talk about that when he gets back on. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's something that we continue to improve on with with our craft. And, and what we do is to include the audience in what's happening within the business and our lives while yeah, also, our next moves. Right. Yeah. While also sharing everything else. Cool. So that being said, and talk about sharing uh, our next move and the business and what's going on. Excited about uh, this whole 30 days thing that we're doing right now. On YouTube, it's getting, we, some, yeah, it's getting some, some traction. Steam. It's oh. getting some traction and our subscribe rate on YouTube has gone up quite a bit uh, and I 100% think it's because of that. I, yeah. The last five weeks, it is it has been compounding every week. You know, We average anywhere between about 100 to 150 uh, subscribers every day on a pretty regular basis. Uh, that went from 100 to 150 to about 150 to 175 to 175 to 200 to 200 to 250 to now 300 to 350 uh, subscribers a day. We are now averaging since the 30 days, which to me is just a great uh, testament to that people are enjoying it. I'm getting great feedback from it. It's helping a ton of people out. Um, I was excited for that because I felt like it was a perfect time in January. Yeah. You get so many people that overdo it when they first start and then coaching them through that process. Well, and I think as a user, it makes a lot of sense, right? It's something that's like, it's presented good information, but it's like something I can actually follow and and do like consistently for, you know, a good amount of time, a couple of weeks, you know, to a month. Yeah, it'll live as a series. And yeah, they, it's and a they, series. And, and so they, it's like, you know, you can count on, you know, the next... Uh, follow-up video and like it's going to have everything outlined for me and so. they seem to grow you, you you can almost see the sequence of how people are watching them people are definitely watching them in order yeah like that first video uh is already almost at ten thousand views the other ones start to they hit a thousand pretty quick but then they start to trickle in mm-hmm. almost like you can see the people moving going next and moving next. through the questions underneath people are get really get you know engaging and asking lots of questions no nope. it's really cool i really i'm really happy that we did something like this because yeah I mean, we have programs that we have put together and that we sell. Those are the MAPS programs. Obviously, if you listen to the show, you know we, you know what we do. But we always talk about, like, we want to be able to, like, can we give people yeah. something without them having to pay that's got some value that they can follow yeah. without devaluing our main source of monetization? Because let's be honest, we need to do that in order to operate and run, you know, our company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was... Uh, but we understand college students are like, you know, that there's just people that want to get up and go and have something. And, you know, this is perfect. And well, not only that, but it's like beginners. Like, what if you... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I look at it like that. I think this will become a staple tool that people can use to lead them into any sort of program, whether it be ours or somebody else's. It's a great totally. way to get you back in the swing of things being consistent, making sure you're addressing mobility, hitting all parts of your body and not overdoing it when you first start. So I really see and what I'm excited is to have it live on the YouTube channels for, so people can access for free. And they, and it, cause let's be honest, we know we've been doing this for a long time. As much as we, we, we tell, tell people that you don't want to be on or off the wagon, it fucking still happens. It mm-hmm. still happens, and it still happens to most people. So if you're that person, it's not something- Sometimes you, you need a little buffer. It's not something for you to beat yourself up over. It's part, of the, it's part of fucking getting better and growing and learning. It's all part of the journey and process. And so because of that, this is a perfect way to kind of start everybody. And then what I'm excited about what we're doing on the 30th this month is we're going to do a live webinar- so people now can watch what happens after the 30 days. And then for the first time ever, we're going to get into detail of what type of 
person. So the the buyer persona for each one of our programs. So if you've gone through these 30 days, you know, what program is best for you to yeah, go? Where in? do you transition? Right. You know, if you've been consistent, you've been following it, you feel good. You're like, okay, now I want something longer, more detailed. I want, you know, my goal is maximum strength or my goal is fat loss. My goal is performance or I'm experienced or I'm super beginner. I have pain. Um, we're going to go through and kind of show you where to go, you know, from there. But, you know, it's interesting. We, we programmed, when did we write the 30, this workout that we put up we on YouTube? Tahoe. Was it in Tahoe? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. in Tahoe. So, uh, it was an interesting challenge because we, we, we had this idea, we sat down and we said, okay, if we're going to do a, you know, 30 day workout or whatever, we want to give some people something to do every single day. You don't want to do a video that says rest day, but yeah. of course people need to have time to rest and recover. And so the way we programmed it out is, I think it's it's amazing. I mean, we start you off very basic. We progress you through. We start you off with like compound upper body exercises. Then we go into mobility exercises. Then we do in the compound, you know, lower body exercises. Then we do more mobility movements. Then we do isolation upper body exercises. Then we do more mobility. Then we do isolation leg exercises. And then as we go through, we slowly progress and add volume, add exercises, yep. add reps, whatever, so that you can literally follow it from day one till the the final day and progress uh, the entire time. So I'm really I, I'm really proud of the actual program that we put together. Uh, with well, that, with it's that. and it's the first one too that we started to address neat right because we always talk about like when we're actually when I actually coach somebody. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, I've never seen it. Maybe there's a program that exists out there that, that where someone has actually programmed NEAT into their program. I've never seen it. I, I think it's something that it only makes sense for us to include in our programs going forward because it's how I coach. When I coach somebody and I'm training a client and I'm teaching them movements and exercise, I'm also talking to them about their the rest of their movement outside of their exercise. That's not exercise. Right. And that's it's, what NEAT is. It's right. all the activity you do. That's not exercise. It stands for uh, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Here's why I love NEAT uh, so much. Uh, mainly because when you give people structured workouts, it is, a, it is a harder lifestyle adjustment than if you just have them understand what their total activity is. Because now it's literally a part of life. Like, yeah. you know, I'm just here sitting at work. I should get up and move around. Or I'm, you know, I'm vacuuming. Maybe I should move a little more or I should park a little simple further. simple applications. That they could make micro tweaks instead of having to turn this big ship and be all in. It's also know? literally integrated with your life versus... 30 minutes of cardio every yeah. day where it's, I'm adding something to my life. I'm adding a 30 minutes. Cause you know, you're already to, competing with work and you know, with family time, all this stuff. So that's always been the battle, you know, like, and people in the, in, will make justifications in their mind not to get started and get momentum because of all these, you know, excuses and things. But yeah, if, if we can incorporate it into your lifestyle, way more effective. And what's cool is people can start to quantify and see you know, we've all heard the the adage, you know, park further in the parking lot, take the stairs instead of the elevator, stand at your desk instead of sit at your desk. Everybody has heard that before, but everybody, it doesn't sound like much. I'll be honest, you know, when I first heard it, I thought that was dumb too. Like, okay, so what, I park far away versus parking close. How much of a difference is, gonna, you know, is that going to make when I just get on, I can just get on cardio? The reality is when you count it and you add it up, and you can track your NEAT, and we recommend people use uh, step trackers, 
uh, it makes a big difference. Huge. It actually makes a big huge difference. difference. These little things make a big difference. I, I have I have gotten so much further with clients helping them with neat than I have. God, imagine if we knew this early in the early days of personal yeah, training. I, it was well. Yeah. We, fuck. This is the positive side. So again, that interview I was doing, we got into tech. He asked me about the book Irresistible. He asked me about what I thought about what he said and and, and uh, Andy Galpin say about like wearables and tools and. You know, what it's really doing is it's training us to uh, be oblivious to things, kind of like the way navigation does for one of us, right? Like, I have terrible sense mm-hmm. of direction because I rely on this tool. Sure. But I I told him I agree and I disagree. I see that side of it, but then I also see this other, aside, other side to it that gives this whole new level of awareness to the client or to the consumer who's using the tool yeah. that we didn't have before. I didn't yeah. have that. You went on your client. You sit down, and I guarantee you guys will say the same thing I did. 10 or 15 years ago, sitting down with the client, and I say, hey, what would you say your activity level? Would you say you're sedentary, yeah, nobody active? Knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody knows. And when uh, they, and I'm they average do, or I'm awesome. Yeah, they yeah. all say average or active or whatever. And and then when you actually track and you see- yeah. Yeah. You, you fi- sit all the time. You, you know find that, right? out that somebody who even works out seven days a week still falls under the sedentary category unless they have some sort of a job that requires them to be really active for most days. Because for most part, most people get in a car, drive to work, this has been the time told like frustration of every trainer because you'll get inevitably you, you we used to get these clients that would like put maximal effort into every one of the workouts they would you know they would do with you and they would you would schedule it a couple times a week and you know you just have to realize like this is literally the only activity they had scheduled. <laughs> The entire week. <laughs> and then you just figure that out. And you're like, oh, my God. Right. And, you know, like how much impact yeah. can we really make in that time frame? And so um, neat, you know, like if, if we can actually track that now with steps and it, it actually brings in a new set of eyes. It's, you know? it's, a, it's a tool. It's very similar to counting macros. Okay. I, I think it's the same thing. It's a very important tool of awareness. Now, can you depend on and become addicted to and stuck on this device and now it's doing like what Andy Galpin says where you're not aware? Yeah, of course you can. Just like counting macros can. I can get to the point with counting macros where that's all I do. That's all I focus on. I never learn how to eat outside of that. I never learn how to live my life um, and I've never evolved past that. You could do that with step trackers as well. But if you're in the state that most people are in, because if I ask most of you listening right now, how many steps you take every day? You have no fucking idea. No. I guarantee you're going to throw out some random numbers. And most people are way off, too. Way off. Yeah. You're going to tell me some number that you've heard, like, oh, I think about 8,000 or whatever. You have no idea. You're going to be so off. So it's a great tool of awareness. And then once you track it and you see it, and you can start to change and adjust your lifestyle, so you, so you say to yourself, okay, I want to hit, you know, here's an arbitrary number. I want to hit 10,000 steps a day so that I have, you know, a, a higher level of neat. And you start to track what you do all day long. You start to notice that if I park over there and I take the stairs and I go for a walk for 10 minutes at lunch and I stand at my desk, I hit 10,000 steps. And if you do it long enough, you start to become aware of what that activity feels like. You start to become connected to it. And then at some point you can start turning off the device and now you just live your life. Really, it's no different than tracking your food. It's the same thing. Do you know that I have a a theory in the bodybuilding community too with all my competitors that are so attached to fasted cardio 
that a, a big bulk of the benefits that they see from that has little to nothing to do with all the bullshit science that's been marketed to them to get them to do fasted cardio. And a big majority of the actual benefits that they get from fasted cardio is the simply simply the fact they now make themselves get up an hour earlier than what they could do because now they have to put this hour in of cardio that they weren't doing. So before. mathematically, now you add. You're that just moving much more. more you're awake an hour <laughs> earlier, so you're yeah. going to kickstart the metabolism because you're now moving right. So right away, you're uh, instead of having a very very low heart rate and, and minimal calories being burned because you're you're at rest, you're going to kick it up just wait just from waking up naturally mm-hmm. already. So the um, that's kicking up. Then you go over and you walk on a treadmill or an elliptical for an hour's time. You check, pay attention to how much neat you cure during that time. You're going to get probably somewhere between five to 7,000 steps minimum, which is more than what the average American walks in the entire fucking day. So it wasn't the fasted cardio that shredded all the fat off no. you. It's that all of a sudden you decided to implement that into your lifestyle and you've been doing that now consistently for an hour before you eat and doing things. That is, in my opinion, the most the benefit is coming from. Of course. It's, Come it's on. Fasted, not- fasted versus fed is splitting sp- splitting a hair that's already been split. It's that little of a difference. Right, but you know what I would make is it what I would argue is a huge difference is sleeping in an extra hour versus getting up and going for a walk for an entire hour. Compare those two people, mm-hmm. that's a huge fucking mm-hmm. difference as mm-hmm. whether you're fasted or not fasted, yeah. that makes a big difference and I think helping people make that connection and then understand that and then how do I just create and they can these organize little, it so it fits their lifestyle best. Yeah, and that, it's, that, that's powerful. It's the perfect uh, storm if you really think about it. If you learn, and it's a process, okay, it's 100% a process. It's a difficult process. It's a lifestyle change. This is why people have a tough time sticking to, you know, or, you know, quote unquote, sticking to a fitness program or workout because it is a change in lifestyle. So your best bet is going to be to incorporate or integrate what you're doing into your lifestyle versus adding something on top of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing good resistance training, if you're lifting weights properly, that's already adding something. You want to throw cardio on top of that, your success rate's going to go down. Now, if you do your resistance training, which should be the cornerstone, we, all, we talk about that all the time, speeds up the metabolism, strengthens the body, doesn't require a whole lot of time. You can spend two to three hours in the gym a week if you're just getting started, if you're more hardcore longer than that. Um, but when you're doing your daily day-to-day activity and you're aware of just your movement, but you're not necessarily changing your day-to-day, um, that now becomes a part of your life and it becomes something that becomes more natural. So now we're looking at the perfect storm for a lifestyle change. Now you're right. really only committed to some time in the gym when you're resistance training, which you have to do because you can't necessarily lift weights you know, while you're at a computer or whatever, but you've got your improved neat, then you can work on your nutrition, take yourself more to an intuitive way of eating. Now we have a recipe for long-term success. It's not easy but it is simple once you follow the plan. This, and if you follow the plan, your your chance of success is much higher. This is exactly yeah. how I teach right here is because you're right. Three days a week, if I can just get you to commit to three, three hours is all I want from you to get in here and lift some weights. And then I'm going to teach you how to implement better practices when it comes to moving more with your neat. And that is something that is super sustainable for 90% of the people that have ever sat in front of me is, yeah, I can commit to three hours a week of just mm-hmm. some weight training. If that you're telling me that's all, I need. yep, that. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to slowly make you aware of your days that you don't move very much and being more consistent with that yep. and finding ways to increase your need. And then 
What I can do is great. Once we've created a very good, solid foundation and base, then when you've got that wedding or when you've got vacation in three weeks or four weeks, now I can intermittently use cardio to then ramp up maybe my results to speed up to get something because mm-hmm. I got something in two or three weeks. And guess what? Because you weren't depending on that modality to get you there before, you're going to see even greater results from it because it, it's, it, it will send, it'll be a new adaptation. You're not used to all of a sudden getting on and doing hill sprints or doing something like that, that where you're doing cardio for 30 minutes to 50 minute bouts. That's an incredible way mm-hmm. to kick you out of a plateau. I remember when I first started paying attention to you know my steps and all that stuff, you know, it's interesting how it changed my behavior because, again, I'm not doing cardio. It's not scheduled, but I would find myself being more productive throughout mm-hmm. the day as well. Yeah. Like I'd be sitting there like, you know what? Contributing more to the house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get up and fold some clothes or yeah. I'm going to get up and move over here and totally. do that. Over there. And all of a sudden I'm just moving more, and, but I'm doing more stuff as well. you have another motive behind oh, it yeah. too. It's oh, not yeah. just like, like, oh God, you know, these chores or whatever. It's like, no, like I, I'm literally being more active. I'm moving. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm up. I'm not sitting mm-hmm. down. When I'm sitting down is when, you know, nothing's being accomplished. One of my favorite things about the program that we put online, though, honestly, the one on YouTube are the mobility sessions because because we've put them in a program and it's part of a workout. I feel like we're introducing a bunch of new people to mm. exercises and movements that they've never seen before. Right. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the prerequisites, everybody skipped past. Well, everybody ignores mobility. Well, and- let me give you a little, a little inside stuff that you guys will appreciate. Then along those lines of feedback, so Katrina. Is got um, I think eight people at her work are following it, and uh, she sent me a picture last oh, night great. of one of her coworkers' husbands, you know, doing the mobility sessions in the living room. So he was, and the, his iPhone was out in front of him. He was in the ninety ninety position, and and he was doing the mobility stuff. And uh, he, uh, she told me that her, uh, his wife walked over and said, are you doing your your mind pump stretches right now like that? And he's like, it's not stretches, they're mobility. <laughs> so, but what that made me realize was like, oh, that's such a great point because there is still this stigma for men and doing yeah. yoga type yeah. stretches and like not every, a lot of guys are like, nah, I'm cool with that. But hey man, I was guilty of it. Like I was way more drawn to the word mobility than I right. was. Yeah. Like and being let, all yoga. Let's talk about the importance of that. I mean, cause we, yoga has been around forever. Stretching has been around forever. The importance of it has been proven for a long time, but understanding uh, mobility and how it's similar and then also how it has even more benefits than just static stretching. And it is a much uh, cooler term yeah. for men to use and throw around. Than it's got doing, a little more sport kind it, of feel to it. You it know, it like does. Warm-up-wise. And that just kind of confirmed that for me, yeah. like hearing that from a totally. consumer who's not really like knows hey man, a lot as about. As soon as guys realize that they improve their mobility, they'll build more muscle, more strength, and they'll move more yeah, effectively. Yeah, you have to attach it to performance. Then, and then all of a sudden they're like, "That's I'm a all big ship, though." And uh-huh. I, I like to think that we're part of helping steer it and move that. Sure. You know, because you, you don't. How many bros or big meathead guys do you see in the gym get down in a ninety ninety? Definitely to the bro community. Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. ever have you ever walked through Golds and seen some dude over two hundred pounds yeah, get into ninety ninety? Never. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. But that guy, I know I'm that guy. <laughs> I know how bad I need it. Yeah. And it will become hopefully cooler to do because more and more people will become once educated. Once you do it, it right, once you've done it and you do it right and you do it like consistently for, no joke, a couple weeks. Seriously. You do it consistently for a couple weeks, mobility sessions. 
you'll you'll you won't go back. You'll do them one time consistently, and at the end of that, you're gonna be like, oh, this is a game changer. Yeah, this is a game changer. Now when I squat and deadlift. I feel it so much differently. You got to be kidding me. Or now when I do this shoulder press, well, I can come down so much further with the bar. Don't or- you also feel too that we're like by focusing more on mobility and we've all sort of experienced this that, you know, all these excess tools for self myofascial release, you know, I've been pretty much irrelevant for me. You know, like oh, yeah. I, I've just, but you still see like, like that was the thing before. Well, you know, if I'm going to do my workout, well, I'm just going to roll. And then like, it's, it's a process. It's like a ritual. Like they have this like very specific ball that they can do some deep, you know, tissue grinding with versus like, if I just go through a nice mobility, uh, priming session, uh, you know, a flow session, whatever, you know, it's going to have so much more, you know, benefit. That's actually a great point that the mobility, one of the great, um, I guess uh, benefits or features of mobility work is it requires no equipment. Yeah. You can do it anywhere, which is cool because, you know, if you're following the 30 day workout on YouTube, you are working out every day, but you're not in the gym every day. You're actually in the gym every other day because every other day in between is a mobility session. You do that at home. It's a 30 minute session you do at home. And we're teaching people how to treat them like exercises. They're not these static positions, right? You're, you're doing reps and becoming connected to this, these new ranges of motion. So, I'm very proud of the program and everybody who's following it. Um, again, on the 30th, uh, we're going to have a webinar. We'll answer some questions. We're going to go over what the next step is for you based on your experience and your goals. Um, we are going to have maybe some special offers on that day for people also transitioning, um, but it'll be cool. It'll be cool. We did a live webinar a long time ago. We got a great response from it. So, I'm excited. I'm always excited to get in contact with people live. No, I am too. So mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't already checked out the workout, it's on YouTube. Um, you can subscribe to our channel, Mind Pump TV, but we post a lot of other stuff on there as well, aside from the workout stuff. We also do a lot of exercise demos, interviews, and QA or Q&A episodes on that channel as well. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.